This is Radio Maria, and welcome to Pro Parent with Chiro Candia. Hello and welcome to Pro Parent, the program that promotes confident parenting with me, Chiro Candia. What's my goal through these programs? Well, to provide parents with the tools and encouragement to create bright and cheerful homes where their children can flourish in virtue, helping parents to become the best mothers and fathers that God wants them to be. And fundamentally, this means being set free as parents to pursue what is in our best long-term interests, to pursue genuine happiness for ourselves and for our families. In order to create bright and cheerful homes, we have to have a clear idea of how we're going to achieve that long-lasting happiness. In effect, what our mission is as mothers and fathers. But not only do we need to understand that mission and develop the will to carry it out, the resoluteness to follow it through, we also have to free ourselves from the many fears and insecurities that the current enlightened modern society wants to impose on us. Teachings like maximize pleasure and avoid pain, Raise your kids in the spirit of the age, because that's what everybody else is doing. Don't be different. Make sure that your family culture reflects what everybody else is doing out there. And today's program will be looking particularly at the parental mission as a whole, because this sets the bedrock for everything that I want to say in future programs. As a former headmaster of 25 years, I've seen very clearly the effects of not having a clear roadmap. When families don't have a clear sense of direction, they become like wanderers on the mountain, never reaching the summit. And the danger, as I mentioned in my launch programme with Eddie um, last week, is that we and our children can fall into this trap when we're just wandering along that mountain, into this trap of becoming moral nomads with no points of reference, men and women without a vocation, a purpose or a clear identity. And the result can often be unhappiness, frustration or sadly even burnout. Did you ever think that Batman might offer some good parenting advice? And I know this sounds crazy, but bear with me. In the film Batman Begins from 2005, Bruce Wayne is grappling with the mistakes from his past. And at one point, his ever-faithful butler, Alfred, poses this question. He says, why do we fall, sir? And then he provides the answer himself. He says, so we can learn to pick ourselves up. Now, Bruce Wayne is really touched by this. He says, you still haven't given up on me. And Alfred responds with a heartfelt never. It's a, a wonderful cinematic moment, but it also hints at a universal truth. The truth that we as people fall on a daily basis, but that these falls are not the end of the story. Now, there is something divine when we pick ourselves up and, and keep going. And it's people like this that can become tired, but will never burn out. And what is it about parents who somehow develop this superhuman strength to carry on? We sometimes see parents like this with with large families, perhaps kids everywhere, endless financial and organisational challenges, but parents who in the midst of this whirlwind somehow create bright and cheerful homes where family life is ordained towards some kind of goal, some kind of meaning. And I think that the answer lies in that these parents have a clear long-term mission focused around the formation of each family member, 
a formation focused on helping their children to win the battle of conscience. So that as they grow up, their children freely desire what is good and noble in life and avoid what is evil. You know, no matter how temporarily tempting that evil might seem. This is what I believe successful parents have as their primary goal. In effect, to guide their children from self to others and to God. And for me, the key to this battle of conscience is children not just doing good things, but desiring to do good things, you know, being good, not just doing good. You know, a great person is one who never loses the heart they had as a child. Mencius, who was a contemporary of Aristotle, mentioned this in around, I don't know, 320-odd BC. And what was he getting at? You know, primarily, you know, what are the, the loves that we have as children that we want to maintain throughout the rest of our lives? Well, I would suggest that, that the profound love that children have for God is one of those loves. Their unwavering devotion to their families. A love for truth. A love for life. Why is it that children wake up at six o'clock in the morning on a Saturday? It's because they have this tremendous sense of adventure that the day holds you know, so much wonder for them. And these are all qualities that, as parents, we should nurture and which our children should also see reflected in us. But formation isn't just about maintaining these wonderful qualities. It's about affecting changes in our children's habits and behaviours that will help them direct their lives towards the good. You know, formation is about affecting change for the better. You know, at the same time as our children have these wonderful virtues or, or traits that I mentioned that need to be maintained, we know that children also enter the world with this thing called original sin. You know, it shows itself around the age of, of two. Because let's face it, small children can be utterly self-centered, you know, totally given over to gratifying their appetites and, and passions right now, here, in the moment. And they can also dominate the lives of people around them by force or manipulation. And I used to see this quite a lot in the playground at the end of the day when their mothers were, were picking up their kids. You know, am I right? Can children be like this? Well, you may notice this especially in other people's children. <laughs> You know, again, our job as parents is to form our children, to lead them from self to others, to God. This is the clear mission that we have as parents. You know, our children will only ever properly grow up when firstly they choose to do the right thing without being told. You know, perhaps when age 14 or 15 they switch channels when something inappropriate comes up on television and choosing to do that freely, not because they've been asked to do it. And secondly, when our children put others first. You know, our children will not grow up by simply learning to take care of themselves. You know, a garden plant can take care of itself. You know, your kids will only really grow up when they can take care of others and want to freely. And this is our mission. This is what will lead to their long-lasting happiness. I mean, just to, to stress the point that self-independence is a good thing you know being able to to tie our shoelaces and to take um, responsibility for our studies to be able to learn to iron and to cook you know all these are wonderful things which um, allow 
children to to develop good habits and good attitudes. But what we want to consistently do is to move them from themselves, from this independence, to others. In essence, to say that parents are raising their children well so that they do not become these moral or spiritual nomads, but young people with a purpose, is to say that their children are being formed in character, growing in what the ancients called virtues. In today's terms, we would call these strengths of character. And it's a, a family which is focused on strengthening character, on forming character, that is able to create a bright and cheerful home. And for me, bright and cheerful homes are those where the whole struggle in family life is about forming, in particular, seven great virtues of Christian maturity within their children. So let's look at these virtues. To begin with, the three theological virtues of faith, hope and and charity. So what is faith? Well, faith is the understanding that we are children of God and that God made us to be happy here on earth and to be happy with him forever. You know, what a wonderful truth and something that we have to teach our children, that we are primarily responsible for, for imparting to them. Maybe the schools will teach them this truth, other people around them, but we need to take responsibility for teaching them the importance of faith. And what about the virtue of hope? And here I'm not talking about the hope that tomorrow may be glorious sunshine, Certainly for those of us who live in the UK, that hope is is often going to prove to be unfounded. But no, I'm talking here about the hope that encourages us always to turn to God, who always answers our prayers, always. You know, we tell our children that those prayers may take some time to be answered, that God's answer may be not quite yet, but we teach our children that he always answers our prayers, and therefore we have nothing really to be afraid of. Now, why is it that so many young people face unhappiness and uncertainty as they enter adulthood? And often I think it's because they've never really had anything but enjoyment and pleasure in life and are afraid of growing up in the real world. Perhaps they've not had this sense of being looked after, being loved by God. And this is what the virtue of hope helps to counteract. And then what about the virtue of charity? Well, because everybody is a child of God, then we teach our children that everybody has rights and feelings and that we are obligated to respect them. You know, the real secret of charity is really compassionate understanding. This is what our Lord demonstrates time and time again in the Gospel. Charity is not just about giving away old clothes. It's about putting ourselves in other people's shoes and a willingness to understand them. Think about the parable of the Good Samaritan. And then there are the four great cardinal virtues, which are prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance. And what is prudence? Well, prudence is what perhaps today we would call sound judgment, you know, thinking like a responsible adult, applying our intellectual skills to the way we lead our lives or in the way we lead them. Prudence helps us to make the great distinctions in life, that practical reasoning to know truth from falsehood and and propaganda, to make a distinction between right and wrong, between what is noble and sordid, between real heroes and celebrities, between superficial acquaintances and and real friends. All these distinctions 
are part of what a good mother and father teach their children, showing them sound judgment, practical reasoning. And of course, all this is helping their children to form their consciences, as I mentioned earlier. A lifelong conscience is formed in children by their parents. My eldest daughter used to say to me, age 12, that, Dad, when I'm tempted to do something wrong, I hear your voice in my head telling me not to. What a wonderful definition of conscience, by the way. Conscience is the memory of what our mothers and fathers taught us about what is right and wrong. Now, the voice of conscience is really the voice of our parents that we remember from childhood. And then we have the virtue of justice, and we might call that responsibility today. And responsibility, in effect, means that if we don't do what we're supposed to, other people are going to suffer, and that we won't have that. You know, really, responsibility is another form of love. We just have to look at the news you know, people can be utterly heartless. You know, the wars and the atrocities um, that are going on. You know, so many people not caring about the effects that their actions have on others. And we say to our children that part of our family culture, our ethos as a family, is that we're not going to ever be like that. We don't want to live like that. Because other people have rights and other people have feelings, and therefore we have obligations. You know, my... Second son's desire to amuse himself by sprinkling water on his sister at the dinner table. You know, on one level we might laugh at it, but it was really irresponsible. And it wasn't respecting the rights of his sister. And therefore it was important that as parents, those actions had consequences, really. Because if he wasn't going to respect his little sisters there at the table, well, how was he going to show respect later on to his wife and to the other women in his life? You know, in other words, we teach our children that there is a line between our rights and somebody else's rights. And that when we cross that line, we're infringing on others' rights and we're not going to permit this as parents. Yeah. Not at the point beyond which they're going to, to offend God and, and others. And then there's the virtue of fortitude. Now, what's fortitude? This is courageous perseverance. Parents teach their children fortitude when they encourage them not to neglect their responsibilities when they encourage them to stick to something you know making their children go back perhaps and, and redo their homework so that it's done properly now, obviously if their child has done their best that's okay but we know those times when our children haven't really done their best when they're freewheeling it really and what these parents do is they go back and make sure that their children have done their homework properly. And in effect, these parents are teaching their children about professionalism, which basically means doing your best work at will and on time, whether you feel like it or not. You know, what an important lesson we give our kids. And all of this will inevitably involve being different from others. And when we teach our children these virtues, we're leading them towards living a moral life which is always going to be a little bit different from the rest of society you know our sons or daughters may be at a party one day when someone offers them drugs and and they have to have the courage to say no even if it means that they're going to be laughed at or ridiculed you know our children must be prepared to be different our families must be prepared to be different because when our children grow up they need to hear the voice of mum and dad saying it's wrong they hear the words, don't do it or you will disgrace the family. This strong family culture, this ethos that we brought you up in. And the virtue of self-control, the ability to say no to ourselves, the ability to 
perhaps hold back on our desire to dominate and infringe on the rights of others. You know, with all these virtues, you know, children need to see at home in the lives of their parents the idea that we can have a wonderful time as a family without offending God and not offending others. St. Don Bosco, who worked a lot with the youth, used to tell the boys frequently to remain in the state of grace and then to enjoy life as much as they could. You know, what a lovely Italian concept. Yeah? Please God and then have as much fun as you like. And really underpinning this is you know, lead a life of virtue and then you can enjoy the pleasures of life. You know, God wants us to be happy, but never at the point or past the point of offending him and offending others. So this, I would argue, is the framework for building character in your children, for creating bright and cheerful homes. Faith, hope, charity, sound judgment, responsibility, fortitude, self-control. Responsible parents form their children in these seven virtues because they know that they must have them if they're to survive out there in the real world and to triumph over it if they're to live ethically and to be genuinely happy. You know, they love their children too much to allow them to grow up without these changes for the better taking place inside them. So next time on Pro Parent, we'll delve a little bit deeper into guiding our children towards these virtues. We'll discuss the pre three primary methods to teach virtues, personal example, directed practice and, and verbal explanation, and provide one or two amusing anecdotes which I hope you'll enjoy. You know, as Alfred might have said to Bruce in Batman, though he didn't, I'm making this up, so you're not going to find this in the movie. In the darkest times, sir, it's our inner virtues that light our way. And so, listeners, it's, it's our mission to ensure our children carry out that light of virtue within them. So that's all from me, Chiro Kandia, on today's episode of Pro Parent, the program that promotes confident parenting. Tune in, same time, next week. Goodbye. <laughs>